0: Excuse me, Mister. Do you want me to fix your television set?
1: Yeah, I've been waiting for it to be fixed for hours. What's taking you so long?
0: Oh, just another couple of more minutes,
1: uh... Hey, hey, what's that? That's on. That's showing on the TV. Why? Why? That's me. Why am I on the TV? Hey, wait. Ready to do the podcast? Scott, I'm sorry, buddy. I gotta push you out of this window. I just saw me do it on the TV.
0: No. The push. Now do you have a smackle of honey? No, I
1: don't want us back up up, honey.
0: Okay, guys, we, uh, we're reaching the end of Twilight Zone month. We saw What's in the Box from Season 5, Episode 24? Correct. Uh, Twilight Zone, it's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket.
1: do 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 me apart, Lisa.
0: Fourteen! Great birthdays without him! He never even sent me a damn
1: card! <laughs> Down with him! Because I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza
0: pizza pizza! Ah! I'm so excited! I'm so big baby kitty. Baby kid? It was time now. It was, was all the time I needed. Welcome to Redgers Bagel
1: Basket. I'm Scott Curlin. I'm Dwight Stearns. Oh my god, Dwight, man. It's a good episode. That one scared me. That was intense. I don't I know I've seen this episode, but I've forgotten about it until we started watching it. This episode's great. (laughs) I
0: don't, I probably saw this years ago, but I don't Mm. remember this one. It reminded me of like an Edward Albee play. Like, what's wrong with my dinner? Where's my dinner?
1: Oh, you're a drunk. Yeah, those two, uh, so there's a married couple in this episode, and they don't like each other at all. Yeah, this was, this definitely was an Edward Albee play. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if this is based on anything, this particular one. Uh, this episode wasn't written by Rod Serling, which is interesting. Well, he, duh. It was written by uh, Martin Goldsmith. So the,
0: the dialogue was terrible.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit too on the nose for that type of stuff. But Yeah,
0: I, I feel like this was at that period where Rod Serling's like, I'll just uh, go in, I'll say my lines, and then I'll leave.
1: Yeah, it was towards the end, and I think he was trying to do other things at this point. I
0: think this is when he was trying to do Night Gallery.
1: Yeah, so, like, he was had a little bit less of a role
0: on it? Yeah, because Night Gallery was more um, uh, social norm. Okay. Like, like, the Night Gallery was more of um, terrifying things in society.
1: Oh, okay, as opposed to, like, the supernatural, which this was. This episode was very supernatural-based.
0: Yeah, so the premise is you have a married couple, Joe and... Uh, Uh, What was her name,
1: Gloria? Uh, uh, Joe and Mean Lady. Mean Man and Mean Lady. Joe and Phyllis. Phyllis.
0: Oh, yeah. That that name suits her super well. Yep. So, she... She wasn't that bad in the beginning.
1: Well, no, because it starts off with them... Him eating dinner and he's complaining about it because it tastes like reheated plastic. Well,
0: it would have been ready hours ago if you he were here on time and not in Yonkers. I had to
1: drive a man up to Yonkers, but he wasn't driving a man. He was fooling around, <laughs> doing some teasing with a lady. Yep.
0: Yeah, and then they showed that lady, and I I thought it was the same actress <laughs> as the as the wife. Yeah, just uh, with less makeup and a beehive haircut. <laughs>
1: No, I don't think it was her thing, I know. But obviously not. <laughs>
0: Joe, why won't you marry
1: me? <laughs> marriage. Oh, what does he say? He says, uh, seeing each other is like a wine and roses, and a marriage is like uh, two pounds of hamburger or something like that. I don't i like hamburger. <laughs> With onions.
0: Uh, so then um, you find out that he's waiting to watch wrestling. Yep. Um, but the tv repairman is taking forever. Uh,
1: no, Winnie the Pooh is taking yeah, forever. Yeah, it's
0: Sterling Holloway, who is the original voice of not only Winnie the Pooh, but he's also the Cheshire Cat yep. and he is uh, Ka in The Jungle mm-hmm. Book yep. and I think he's one of the cats in The original.
1: He's cats. done like a he was one of Disney's go-to voice actors yeah, for the him, time. Him,
0: Phil Harris yep. and um th- uh, the other one. <laughs>
1: Oh, the other one.
0: Yeah. No, uh, uh, John Fielder, yeah. who was Piglet. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. So, Sterling Halloway was like,
1: Well, I fixed your TV, Sad. You'll be able to get Channel 10 now. I think you'll like it. You like it, don't you? And then he, like, stares directly into the camera as he, like, I exits the room. I tried to ruin him. I... Uh, that's such, like, a good... He's only in the first and last scene, but it's that addition of, like, that large of a... Um, guest cameo was great to it because he was such a unique voice and a unique presence. So that was really fun that he was in this episode.
0: (laughs) I did that to him because he stiffed me on a (laughs) bill. I
1: don't think it was quite that. But I I like the concept of like the the mystical TV repairman who is like... I think it's implied that he goes around and does this to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, because I'm pretty sure this is where um, Gary Ross... Got the idea for Pleasantville.
1: Because of the TV repairman specifically. Yeah. Well, when when um, Sterling first moved from behind the TV, I thought, I thought it, it was Don Knotts. I thought it was Don Knotts. It yeah, looks was... just like him. <laughs> well, I fixed your TV. I'm going to go wear an Indian Andreas. That's all I remember <laughs> from Pleasantville is that when he shows up on the TV, yeah. there's these sad Indians behind him.
0: <laughs> so this Native Americans, part, I'm sorry. Part, part of the reason why I, I picked this one in... God, I'm kicking myself (laughs) now. Um, Part of the reason why I picked this one is when I saw the description, I'm like, I don't remember this one, but this sounds like an awful lot like Pleasantville.
1: Mm -hmm. and It's kind of. Kind of, but not really. I mean, it's not like like in Pleasantville people are getting sucked into the TV and they're sucked into a program. This is more like um, the TV is... Showing you the past, present, and future of your life type of deal. Yeah. So it's almost like... Um, I, Arrival! I, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I equated it to um, the Goosebumps book, Say Cheese and Die, mm-hmm. or the um, Twilight Zone episode about the camera, yeah. which is more or less Say Cheese and Die. Like, So they've done this concept before, but with a camera.
0: So this is season five, where the writing is not as good. <laughs>
1: It shows.
0: Yeah, like because I I feel like they've reached the end. They already had their really iconic shows, and even this yep. season, season five is when they had terror at uh, twenty five thousand feet. Yep, Night- nightmare at twenty thousand. Nightmare at 20- twenty twenty thousand feet. Sorry, I'm thinking of uh Simpsons where it's a t- yeah terror at, at 37 30, 30 30 feet. 30, 30, that's
1: what it is. Um, so Joe is a monster. His wife's a monster too, though. Like yeah. they're both jerk. I, I, He's much more of, he of a jerk. Yeah. He's the one who's cheating on her. He's the one who's like insulting her. And he's the one who is like just a bad person. She's no cup of tea either, but I feel like that's because she's been beaten down by him so many so many times over the years. He's like Ike, she's like Tina. There you go. That's... Yep. She's rolling
0: down the river. Okay. <laughs> Tina Turner. Yeah, I I, I figured. <laughs> the Turners. Ted? No, <laughs> not Ted. Um so he all he wants to do is watch what, what was it? Uh the It was it was a tag team wrestling match. Yeah, tag match. team wrestling match. And I, I feel like from the very beginning, once the T V gets fixed, even the T V isn't the T V that it once was. Because he mm-hmm. he turns on the wrestling and it's not the match that they they predicted. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, I think that the first thing he sees... No, because he doesn't see the wrestling right away. He first turns it on and he sees... um, He hears, because it takes a little while for the picture to come in, and he hears himself talking to someone. He hears two people talking. And he's like, oh my god, we get Channel 10 now. This is like something new. So he's trying to call his wife in. Phyllis, get in here. We We got Channel 10 now. I thought he was saying... Fellas, get in here! And I was like, "There's like people over at his house to to watch this episode." I watch this wrestling. But anyways, <laughs> you know
0: the other gamooks. That's what I thought. That's really
1: what I figured. But um, so he's like, fellas, get in here, watch this." And so he's watching the TV because he thinks he has channel ten now, and it turns out to be him and some floozy that he picked up in Yonkers. Uh, I <laughs> that, love that he's her been voice. On, I. It's very um, like mutual. I'm sure, <laughs> like that type of like um what's that from that's from um white christmas uh where is that style of like not i don't want to be mean here but like the unintelligent woman uh stereotype like the one who's like not an airhead but that like all i care about is appearances and he won't buy me shoes because
0: all i think of when i hear that voice is um do you remember batman mask of the phantasm yes what are you gonna you know talk about the i word (laughs) the i word Engagement,
1: <laughs> exactly. It's that stereotype yeah. of of a character, and that's what it was from that uh, show or, uh, or, or a movie. Uh,
0: Bernadette Peters from uh, Annie. I haven't seen well, any in forever. She, she plays um, Tim Curry Rooster's girlfriend. Oh okay. And, oh okay. Okay. And, okay. Huh, I'm a Lily Saint Regis. I'm named after a hotel. And uh, Carol Burnett goes, "Yeah, why don't you go back to your hoe." Like that, that type of that type of stuff. Yeah. So, but I felt bad for the floozy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she was obviously she was clearly a lot younger than he was. So she was like, you know big-eyed, like, being taken advantage of. I'm like.
0: gonna be a secretary one <laughs> day.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but she was like, this is what love is, and, like, she was like, acting like she was in love with this guy, and he's clearly just a garbage human being. Right.
0: He's gonna take me to the Copa to see <laughs> Frankie Valli. <laughs> yeah, Frankie Valli at the Copa. Um, so, Joe is, he's a garbage person. Yes. And 100%. Phyllis, Phyllis is not A garbage person yet? Like, we see her become one? She's Later
1: on, yeah, she starts, like, taunting him and stuff like that. She turns into
0: Lisa from The Room.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Just like Lisa from The Room, because Lisa from The Room was very happy, and then she got very grumpy. Yeah, yeah.
0: so so she's like, what's wrong, Joe? What's wrong? He's like, nothing. Get out of here.
1: Nothing. We don't get Channel 10 anymore. Don't look at this. Go. Go away. And... He's like, call back that repairman. I want you to get that repair. No, that was later.
0: No, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Because then he after- turns on the wrestling. Yep. He turns on the wrestling, and it turns out that I, I still think this is like a parallel universe mm-hmm. uh, for the TV. Yeah. Um, Because then his his Menzetti brothers or whatever, the, the the tag team. Yeah, the
1: tag team weren't there. It was a different fight than what it was supposed to be.
0: So he's like, what's going on? And then uh, he turns back.
1: Curiosity gets the better of him. He turns back to the mysterious okay. Channel 10.
0: If you wa- If you were watching a magical TV and it was predicting your future and what would happen to you, would you continue watching it or would you turn that tv off that's
1: a really good question i want to say that i would turn it off but i can promise you it would get the better of me and i would totally watch it up until the point that i see something terrible like which i know would eventually happen and then i would turn it off and maybe try to like prevent that from happening but how would i know that me trying to prevent it from happening isn't what's making it happening and uh, Uh, ah
0: I've seen so many movies, and this is not me trying to be a know-it-all douche, mm-hmm. but I've seen... And too late. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I, I would pick up the TV and I would throw it out
1: the window. <laughs> no, that is like, that's the smart and responsible choice to make. I don't think I would have that self-control. Because
0: even when I saw the, the movie Click, yep, which this reminded me of Click a little bit. I can see bit, that. Um, like, as soon as he got the remote and he saw that, it, it fast-forwarded, I was like, get rid of that. Yeah, okay. Get... Red of the toss it,
1: yeah. So I would just use it for the pause feature, <laughs> Cause that'd be fun because pause and then take some time to yourself, not fast forwarding through things, but just anyways.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like in episodes like this, when you're given like a uh, I don't want to say a gift and I don't want to say a curse, when you're given a grift, <laughs> or a crypt, yeah. like a, grift? a, a, a girse. <laughs> Uh when you're giving a gurse like this don't do your first or second instinct like take a step back because if i were in his position and i turned on the tv and
1: uh and you turn it on and you saw yourself murdering your wife like like he sees the next time he turns it on
0: yeah because the next time he turns it on is she's like you're a fool joe (laughs) (laughs) and then he like punches (laughs) at her uh, he punches through the TV.
1: But we don't see that on oh, the right. TV. Right. All we see is him punching the wall and then him coming back with bloody knuckles.
0: Yeah, because I feel like the TV is like, "Oh well, I'm predicting this, but I don't want to
1: predict my own death. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I would be really sad if I was the TV because oh, it God. dies.
0: Yeah. So, and then uh, they have WrestleMania and <laughs> and then uh, he throws her out the window and she dies
1: and he, he punches goes, no. He punches her in the face, and she falls backwards okay. out the window. Yeah. He doesn't throw her out. Yeah, I can't believe that. For 1964, they showed that type of violence. They showed a lot of violence in this. Like he breaks a chair over her, um, uh, over her back. Right. They're throwing like um, uh, books and like yeah. vases and, and stuff at each other, and like and they're, the, they're uh, landing. Pull,
0: he pulls the the bookcase on her. Yeah.
1: Jeez. It's absolutely, just like brutal. Because I, re- I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! It, it went to a level of violence that I wasn't expecting to see. Especially, like, domestic violence like that. Like, that was just... Wow. You, they would not show that nowadays. No, they would not.
0: Like, I mean, because this is, like, another... Because when I first saw this, when we were mm-hmm. watching it, I was like, oh, they, they could do this one today. They could do
1: the concept, but I don't think they could do it as violent. At least not on, like, not... Not on, like, Netflix. network tel- television? Netflix could do Netflix this. Netflix could do this. HBO could do this. Even, like, a Showtime. Because, I mean, like, Dexter is a show, like, where horrible things happen as well. Things like that. Like, Game of Thrones. But... Anything uh, past Channel 100. <laughs> yeah. Well, Breaking Bad might be able to get away with it. Like, because it, like, that was on, what, AMC? Yeah. So, okay. AMC has Walking Dead.
0: Any paying cable. There you go. Yeah. So, not... not um I would, I would say not ABC, NBC, CBS, yep. or Fox. Fox, but you could totally, even Freeform would do something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ABC Family, which they can't call that anymore. You know who
1: would do something like this? Lifetime. Oh, totally. <laughs>
0: um, so, he freaks out, and he goes, oh, Phyllis, thank God, you're alive.
1: because oh. yeah, he, like, faints while he's watching this, right? Like, is that, that when he faints? Yeah, that's when he faints.
0: He's like... Joe, Joe, what's wrong, sweetheart? What's wrong? Oh, thank God. I thought I killed you. Watch the
1: TV and all she sees is static. Yeah, which that to me is great. Is the point where I'm not sure. This one I don't think ever really answers the question if he's crazy. Because for all we know, he could be hallucinating about the um the repairman as well as the TV stuff because we we see her look at the TV and we see, we don't ever see anyone else interact with the um, right. repairman. Uh-huh. So he could just be crazy. Like this is one that doesn't give a definitive answer as yeah. like everything else we've talked about in the, the past month um, with the monster do at maple street, aliens show up at the end um, with uh, the walking distance. He goes back in time because he gets the limp right. with um, the eye of the beholder. Like they are in a dystopian future. This one, there's no concrete evidence, which right. I think is kind of neat. It's nice to have the ambiguity. That, that's neat, but I would have loved for there to be a bigger twist than it. It actually happening.
0: I would have loved for uh, it to be like because it's a television that makes it a mirror, so it would be the mirror image. So she punches the TV. Ah. She hits
1: him. She goes flying out the window. He goes flying out the window. I mean, he goes flying out the window. Yeah, I. W- that would be cool. I would like to see them like it not. It, with it being a one to one with what actually he's watching and what actually does end up happening was a little bit of a disappointment because we watched the same scene twice. Yeah. Um so if there was some <laughs> they sort had of the difference. Same budget, they guessing. super did. But like so if they did do something with like slight differences, like it was her instead of him, that would have been more interesting, I think.
0: Yeah. So this was what, sixty five? Sixty four. Okay. Um I'm trying to mm- I just looked it up. This then was this was March thirteenth, nineteen sixty-four. Okay, so then this wasn't around the time of Batman because this felt like hey, Batman
1: was sixty six. This yeah. felt like a the action in this felt yeah. kind of like Batman. Yeah,
0: because I was just waiting for whirp pow. <laughs> <"Werr>, psh, smash. <laughs> Bort <laughs> Whammo. <laughs> so she calls the doctor and,
1: and the doctor says I've
0: seen that doctor before. I think that was Mr. Drysdale from Beverly Hillbillies. Um which would be really crazy because we just had Ellie Mae in Herbert Latin. Yeah. We just had El, we just had Ellie Mae in the last episode. But he's like, "Well, you shouldn't have called me because I'm not a psychiatrist. You really should call a psychiatrist because he's crazy and he thinks he's seeing
1: things and That's also something that would never happen nowadays. I do doctors still make house calls like that? Like to that effect? Like, oh, I'm feeling ill. Call the doctor. Not it's not here. But I'm I. It wouldn't surprise
0: me if like in like a small Southern Doc Hollywood style mm-hmm. town, like like maybe in like Mobile, Alabama, or okay. like
1: or like in a, a small town in the Midwest. Yeah, where there's like 15 people. <laughs> yeah, because like they're in a city. So, like, the idea of, like, this one man, this doctor is able to support himself by going to see, like, individual patients at a time is weird to me.
0: And one thing that they said that I'm calling shenanigans on is, I'm guessing as a cab driver, he's a cab driver for Manhattan Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe Brooklyn. Yep. And he said he drove from Manhattan to Yonkers. No, no cab driver would ever do that. Do you know how hard it was when I was living in New York trying to get a cab driver to take me from uh, Manhattan to Brooklyn, which is just, you drive over the bridge? <laughs> that, that was, like, nearly impossible. Really? Like, yeah, because there was always a guy going, hey, I am not going to Brooklyn!
1: Okay. I've never lived in, I've only been to New York once or twice, yeah. so I've never experienced, <laughs> I mean, when we went, we didn't have anything to do with cabs, so...
0: Because um, when I was working at the Daily Show, if I worked past uh, uh, 8 o'clock, they're like, don't, do not take the subway home uh, during the week. Which makes sense. Yeah, we'll pay for your cab. So they they would get me a cab, and no cab would ever drive me home. So I always ended up on the subway, and I always ended up almost getting mugged. So, if
1: Did you ever get mugged?
0: Uh no one time one time my best friend uh, Matt and I almost got stabbed by a schizophrenic guy who was talking to himself that'll do it we just saw Coraline and uh, Matt was uh, wearing his pride rainbow striped uh, uh button on his shirt and, and did they not like that no he didn't like that and Matt just platinum dyed his hair and the guy takes out a pair of scissors like, giant, pointy metal scissors. That'll do it. And Matt Matt, uh, turns to me and says, on the count of three, I'm like, on the count of three, what?
1: (laughs) 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 What are we going to do? What is going on?
0: So, uh, then... it came to a full stop, mm-hmm. and the guy dove at us, and I jumped over the railing, and I, I grabbed him Matt, and we got off, and we jumped the turnstile, and the guy did not follow us.
1: Well, that's and, good. I'm glad you survived.
0: And and then uh, I hopped in the cab, and we were in Manhattan, and I said, go to Brooklyn. He's like, I'm not going to. I said, do it. <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, <laughs> we're going to Brooklyn. So, that's what you got to do. You got to become a New Yorker.
0: Yeah, so that's why I, I call like shenanigans on there's no way that... A Midtown Manhattan cab driver, even in 1964, would drive to Yonkers. Which makes sense. Yeah. So. Fair. S- so, she should have known that he was having an affair right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I drove to Yonkers. You're seems, cheating it on it me. It seems like she knew that he was having an affair, though. Because I felt what like I could she gather. was having one, too. Yeah, that never came up. She seemed like, overall, she was a good person in that case. She was just unhappy. He said something at the beginning. Well, she was saying, she was like, wouldn't it be nice if I did this or something like that? Because she said, like,
0: uh, uh, Fred Maxwell, the butcher.
1: That's what it was. He would treat me right. I bet he has
0: treated her right. Hey-oh. Probably. So, so, um, the doctor... Is explaining everything that he's going crazy. Yep. He needs his bed rest. Don't provoke him. Is he said something like that?
1: Something along those lines, yeah. Like,
0: like it's clear you two don't get along. Don't provoke him.
1: Yeah, like don't. Yeah, well, I forget what it was like don't, not don't engage him, but like it was that sit down thing where he was just like just 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 take him to it. Some someone professional and and let him rest or something like that. He had given him a sedative or something like that and was like yeah. leave him alone. Let him let him get some sleep. What would have also been really creative
0: is. Um, if he fell asleep, woke up, he was in a straitjacket in a mental institution... And the yeah, t- that
1: one, he was crazy the whole time. And, and like the that.
0: TV was there.
1: That would have been, oh, been nice. And then the TV just turns on itself.
0: Because um, when we started watching this, I said to you, this is the opening I remember. The, uh... The, the Twilight Zone opening. The yeah, action-
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it changed every year um, until they kind of solidified around the third season, but... Uh, um, I think
0: it was the fourth season they created this. one. That one, one? okay. Because
1: um, I know it changed a little bit from time to time, but then after a while they started doing like the through the door and stuff like that, and that's the famous one that yeah. everyone knows. And the eye and yep, the e. Yep, the eye and Gullsons. the e and the uh, window breaking and.
0: I remember them making action figures for Twilight Zone, and I'm.
1: I do remember that. I remember the um, the the Gremlin. I'm ninety
0: five percent positive I remember, Mister um, TV Repairman. Really. Yeah, and I kind huh. I, I kind of wish I bought him. I wonder if he's been in more episodes or No, like... he's only been in this one, but huh. I I feel like That's weird that he's that famous then. Yeah, well, it's also Sterling Halloway. So. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funny if it said Winnie the Pooh TV repairman. <laughs> that would have been great. And he also comes with like a pot of honey. And uh, and uh, it's just Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> like it's it's, just... it's it's him in the repairman costume, but but He has like a red shirt and Yeah. <laughs> So uh, he's resting. Joe is resting, and uh, she makes the biggest mistake of actually going into the room.
1: Yeah, she like goes in. The, well, does he call for her? No, because she try She checks the TV to see if it's. Oh yeah, to see and if it's on. That's where you find and, out. And she's and she's not seeing anything at all. I I wish that it would.
0: I I wish they didn't do that. I wish she saw stuff.
1: I I was hoping that she was going to see him like cheating on her, or she was going to see her own version of the future that was different than his.
0: She's in a space jumpsuit and eating pills. There you go. Yeah,
1: exactly. Space pills. Something along those lines. Like I, I was hoping it wasn't going to be like that. They both were going to be getting punished. Not just him. Yeah. She, I feel like she didn't deserve this. You're right. So like looking back, I am happy that she didn't, wasn't punished in that or didn't see anything bad. Right. It was just him being a, a jerk.
0: Or that could be a metaphor for she has no future.
1: Oh, oh, that's a good one, too. Mm. But it showed some of his past, though, too. I believe maybe it, was it was that just... day. Uh, oh, okay. And if okay. she's just a
0: housewife, what's she going to see? Her uh, <laughs> heating up the food, yep. and then
1: he doesn't show up, so she then puts it back into the oven? Well, see, what I thought was going to happen was I thought they were going to show... Okay, we we skipped one of these. I don't know why. But there, there was a point where they were showing... Um the conversation that they had already had at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I was expecting it when he left to, for the, um, camera to stay with her and for her to be doing something behind his back. That Putting was, poison. That's in what I sp- thought. It. That's legitimately what I thought it was going to be. It was You're like, it was something careless. like, like Sixth cents where like, uh, the, the <laughs> dead girl, like, yeah. videotaped her mother poisoning her. I thought it was going to be something along <laughs> those don't lines. Say,
0: that was Misha Barton, by the yes, way. Yes, I
1: know. I wanted to say Misha Barton, but I wasn't nine. wasn't Well, when old. I
0: found out it was her, I didn't realize it was her until I watched it, like, two weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Well, she was young. Very young in that. Yeah. It was, like, years before the OC. <laughs> California. I never watched the OC. I like that song, though. Well, that was the thing. California. Yeah, I'm no.
0: pretty sure I figured out where that where that song comes from. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. But, um... So Phyllis, if she, I was actually expecting something different. I mean, the, the poisoning thing would have been really cool, but I, I would, thought so. I was expecting, um, you find out she's having an affair too with the something butcher. like that. And, and then she's racked with guilt as well. And honestly, if that was the case and they were both, um, uh, cheating on each other, mm-hmm. then they both watch the TV and it's like, Cut to, and now we're getting a divorce. Alright, <laughs> have fun with your life. Have fun with yours. The Bye. end. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's not always black and white in the Twilight Zone. But Sometimes you need a
1: divorce. But always, it is always black and white. There's no color episodes of this <laughs> Twilight Zone. Come and, on, Scott.
0: Yeah, it wasn't until 1985 they did the first reboot. E, that sounds right. Because that's where you get the box from. Yep. That's where the box from. I'm not 99% sure, but... Um, so... She checks in on him mm-hmm. after we saw a scene that we already saw before. Yep, and she goes, "What's wrong, Joe?
1: What's in the box?" No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't look over here. And so this this is his big this is this is the moment where I was like, okay, this guy is truly a horrible person because he gives this whole heartfelt confession of being like. He, he like roundaboutly tells her that he's cheating on her. He's like, yeah, I go up to Yonkers sometimes, and it's hard being a cab driver because people treat you like dirt. But when that one young lady doesn't treat you like dirt, then you're like, well, maybe Good I'm enough. not exactly. Maybe I'm not a dirt person, and you feel like you're seventeen, eighteen again. And so he basically comes out and admits to her that he's cheating on her, and she like she reacts the proper way. She's like, okay, fine, screw you. I'm leaving. She packs up and is like, "I'll see you in court." You and your little floozy. I don't know who she is. And then like she like shuts the door and he's like, "That's what I get for trying to be a good person." Cue laugh track. Like he's like he's acting like he's the victim because he told her something and she was responding like that when he's the one who's been cheating on her.
0: Yeah, he's he's just so ugh. He's a jerk. Yeah, he's a terrible person. Biggest yeah. So. He gets upset at her. Yep. which She has no right to be, and then that's where uh, fiction becomes reality.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's laying in bed now. He's like he's all dejected, and he's laying in bed, and he hears um, the t- he, well. He hears the TV. And he's like, "Why are you listening to the TV?" Because she's just watching the static, trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And so he, but he hears stuff on the TV. So he storms out and is like, "Why are you watching this? Why are you teasing me? Why are you, why are you um, torturing me?" And this is when she starts taunting him because he's acting like a, a crazy psycho lunatic. And she's like, "What is it?" She says to him. She's like oh, over the top mean.
0: Uh, she's like, "Oh, is it your little girlfriend? Is it a little..." Fan dancer? Yeah, is it a burlesque it show? Are you seeing what, a girl with what, a twirly gig or
1: something? What are you seeing? What are <laughs> you seeing? What you hear, Joe?
0: Stuff? What do you hear? What's in the box? <laughs> you guys can't see it, but we're making our eyes so big. Right yeah, and, you know, shaking our <laughs> yeah. stuff
1: like like our mama taught us.
0: Yeah, but, but but the stuff she's saying is like, oh, is it your little floozy girlfriend? Are you seeing uh, girls dancing at the Copa, waving their fans? like? And, and this How does she know what a fan dance
1: is? I don't know. It's a maybe it was a very popular thing back then.
0: She's now. like, hey, what I do on the weekends is my business. <laughs> my own
1: business. What well, you doing Yonka's is your own business, what I do on the weekends is mine. But um and then he like is this when he calls her a cow? Because there's a point where he like he's like, oh, Shut yeah. up, you cow. Yeah, this it's, is it. And you know that if this was done today on a station like um HBO. That would not be the language that they're using. Yeah,
0: and not just that but I pointed out to you that they kept saying "bugs," and yeah. it felt like that was a place marker for either, you know, anything like dropping an f bomb or something. Either or... dropping an f bomb or like um, calling her a bitch. Yeah. So, because uh, he's like, he's like, "You bugs! You bugs! You're such a bug!" And I was like, "Huh? What are you trying to say?" Mm. And she she continues to taunt him like you know your husband's going crazy clearly and you want to have a case let it go and she should have just left she right away
1: she really should have i agree if like she wants to go through the divorce like sitting there and taunting him is not going to earn you any sort of point she
0: should have gone out got a cop came back to get her stuff yeah and then left
1: 100 percent
0: and say like i'm scared because he said that he saw on uh, the static tv him killing me so if he's capable of doing it please come with me officer
1: he's clearly crazy yeah like, he's insane
0: and then then you could have like the true like i feel like the way rod Serling would have done it is like that would have happened she would have got the cop come back and then He would have been taunting her and he, the cop would be like, hold on, mister, just calm down. And, uh, she takes the cop's gun and shoots him.
1: Oh yeah. Or like while the cop is there, like there's like an altercation and he falls out the window or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God, Joe, you killed a cop. Oh, this turns me on so bad.
1: Exactly. They start a life of crime together. Yeah. So while he's out there and she's taunting him, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you hear? He's watching visions of his own trial where he's um, sentenced to for to death for mur- the murder of his wife from the fight that he foresaw earlier. And he's watching himself be strapped into the electric chair. And
0: that's the tiniest electric chair I have ever seen. Yes. It's so... like. I know how we said we we thought we would never like really badmouth or give a bad review to a twilight zone episode <laughs> but season five
1: season five man it's yeah. uh it's season so five all it's right. always
0: the latter seasons so um of tv series so when he's strapped into the electric chair i think i turned to you i was like
1: oh my god yeah. oh my god this is actually oh happening it god. was like we yes we saw the drastic um, domestic violence earlier but like seeing someone like strapped down for like a state sanctioned murder on the Twilight Zone in 64 was weird to me very surreal
0: yeah I mean it it wasn't like they cut to the guy pulling the switch (laughs) and and and, and just seeing like the the cops smiling as like the (laughs) the shadow and cracks and pops
1: (laughs) happen in the background (laughs) oh
0: man George, you didn't—you didn't wet that sponge.
1: Ah, oh, well. <laughs> He's Bang. on fire now. <laughs> um,
0: so he, he saw his own death.
1: Yes. And so he knows it's coming now. Yeah. So that's if, the point where I'd be like, I'm gonna remove myself from this situation. I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. Uh, you
0: pack up your stuff. I'll see you in court. I'm calling my fluzzi over, and we're gonna have a hot time.
1: Yes. We're going to get married. No, we're not. Joe, why won't you marry me? I'm on death row. Gee. I murdered my wife.
0: (laughs) Obviously. So, this is when uh, fantasy
1: becomes reality. And the close-ups for her are so gross. Yeah, they're really unsettling cuz like she's like this is while she's mocking him Those and just were fake. laughing at Those
0: him. Those were fake beauty marks, right? I would hope so. God, I don't I know. Hope so.
1: They looked really kind of just a little skeevy.
0: Yeah, see a doctor. <laughs> Please go to a dermatologist because you might have, you know, something really bad. Some
1: some sort of uh
0: yeah. yeah. Uh so she taunts him and then he goes to Puncher, Punches the screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he breaks the screen first. He finally has had it, and like that's like the first sensible thing he's done since he received the uh, the TV.
0: Right. I I wish you could hear the thud of the TV and like, oh my god, I predicted my own death. <laughs> what have
1: I done? <laughs> no. What if Do you think whole- the TV was sentient? Probably.
0: Okay. I think the TV was hooked up to the repair man.
1: Uh so the repairman was controlling it. Yeah, yeah, because he seemed to be getting like sadistically enjoying it. Yeah, towards the end.
0: So, um then we go back to WrestleMania, and oh yeah,
1: <laughs> then for a second I was like, well, we watched, they watched wrestling earlier. Earlier, you mean him and his wife yeah, yeah. wrestling?
0: Because when he whacks her, you pointed out, you brought up. Do you think that was a stunt?
1: Double? I-, I would hope it was a stunt double, like because he breaks a chair over her back. And I'm just like, ah. It, it, they hit Whoever was in that dress got hit hard. Yeah. So it was either a
0: stunt double or they did like what the little rascals used to do. And it was two kids sitting on top of each other. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> he whacks her. And then one kid goes flying and the other one falls backwards. <laughs> Ow! That'd be good. Uh, So... Yeah. Then he
1: kills her. Yeah, punches her in the face. She falls out backwards at the window. And my favorite part after that, favorite air quotes, is like she falls what clearly has to be ten stories. And he looks out and he just goes, Phyllis? Like, as if, like, are you okay? But they know you moron. They do
0: that all the time and stuff. Like, uh, did you see Fargo, the TV series?
1: Uh, I've seen the first season.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Because um, spoilers for Fargo. But when Martin Freeman kills his wife with the yep. hammer, the first thing he yep. says is "Carol," <laughs> and they also do it in the movie Fargo, mm-hmm. um, when he uh, when he kill uh, what's his name, uh, Peter Stormier kills William H Macy's wife. Yep. Um, Busemi goes, uh,
1: "Are you okay?" <laughs> like. So Yeah. Yeah, okay, I guess that's fair.
0: So it's been done before. Like, it's just
1: like a uh gut reaction type yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> are you are you okay, Phyllis? Phyllis? If you're fine, don't move. Okay, she's fine. Nice. Good. The thing that, that alarmed me was not alarmed me but like set off like a ding, like question it mm-hmm. was the police
1: and everyone, his neighbors just Open the door and show up. And we're there immediately. I'm ass- I'm assuming they were called because of the giant amount of violence that could be heard. I don't necessarily think they would have gotten there that quickly, but it makes sense that like next-door neighbors would call when you're clearly hearing domestic abuse. I will say that
0: New York City police officers are good, but they're not that good. <laughs> they're not that fast. Because um, another New York story, when uh, our neighbors were robbed... And I called the police because I saw broken glass. They were there like fifteen minutes later. That's pretty good. Um, also, we lived in Flatbush, so okay. But is, is
1: that good? If you were, I guess being robbed is not life-threatening. Like, oh, we were robbed as opposed to there like, was there's someone in my we saw, house.
0: We saw blood on the door. Okay. Um, and it wasn't even the building that was attached to us. It was like the Hasidic neighborhood. With I just saw um, uh looking right ahead I saw a broken window mm-hmm. cuz my apartment was in the middle and then there was two giant buildings and one of the windows was busted open so I I called the cops and rightly so they just said that you were smart to call because of the blood but that was probably the blood of the guy Who and the, the bad part is that it's so corrupted not um, much they could do or they couldn't get a sample of it, uh, it stinks because there was like cement in it and stuff but I have cement in my blood. Moving on. Uh, so, New York City police officers are fast, but they're not that fast. Like, yes. these these cops must be the flesh. Uh, I'm Barry Allen. This is my partner, Wally West.
1: And I killed my wife.
0: Uh, so, what? Nothing. <laughs> Tiffany's fine. Um, huh? 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 Um, so, he gets arrested right away. And in the crowd is the the repairman. is Winnie like, the Pooh. And what he says is so creepy. Yeah, it is. It was, it's totally Didn't I, I do a good job?
1: Yeah, did, Are did, you, gonna, did you like my service? Or were you going to recommend me to your friends? And it's like, no! <laughs> no! You got me accused of murder. <laughs> you
0: made me murder. And and then uh, Serling's closing monologue is the Twilight Zone repairman.
1: Call He's him. He's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what he really says. No,
0: but this is where it definitely changes from what it once was.
1: Yeah, you can see the
0: decline. It's a little bit, eh. From holding up a mirror to society. Yep, I, are like taking a step back to see, you know, what people are capable of. It just, I'm glad this was one of the last episodes of the series because. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was. I still had a hell of a time watching it. It was very enjoyable. Um, It just wasn't on the same level as the other ones. Like, from a making-me-think standpoint, this was more like a popcorn flick, whereas the other ones were like, uh, oh, introspective.
0: Yeah, like the other ones were like Oscar winners, and this one was more like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, that's a very good description. So, and I will say what you've said before, even the worst episode of the Twilight Zone is better than the best episode of, like, Say by the Bell or
1: Fresh Prince. Or...
0: Yeah, you see what <laughs> oh. I did there.
1: Shots fired. No, bowrow bowrow.
0: My favorite genre is black exploitation, so don't go there, man. Fresh Prince is not black
1: exploitation,
0: is it? That opening?
1: Okay, I well, I Well, mean, okay. yeah. I'm not okay. I'm not down super hardcore with black no, it, culture like you apparently Scott so I'm i wouldn't so know white. what's what's black exploitation so and what white. isn't
0: no no it no it's just that whole i mean quincy jones did a ton of music for it's it's not black exploitation is not a technical term for mm-hmm. for anything really past 1985 like okay. that's when the genre ended but this is like
1: so how is the Fresh Prince black exploitation? It's, it's, got... Motown, it's <laughs> Motown. inspired.
0: Motown inspired because one of the last uh, okay uh, black exploitation films is called The Last Dragon, which I suggest we def- was that a Bruce Lee movie? No, no. That's
1: Enter the Dragon. That's Enter
0: the Dragon. Sorry, uh, Last Dragon is a black exploitation uh, samurai movie. Or like oh, uh, and the main guy is named Bruce Leroy. <laughs> So, I was right.
1: It is a Bruce Lee movie. No. Bruce Leroy movie, though.
0: No, the guy who plays him is Tameek, who was a member of, uh, I believe, The Barge. Okay. And uh, Prince's ex-girlfriend, Vanity, was in the movie. Okay, I know who she is. And um, we definitely have to do that. That's like a Twilight Zone episode in <laughs> itself. Um, because it takes place... It was produced by Motown. And that's why yeah. Motown ended up taking over... Barry Gordy ended up taking over um uh black exploitation films and he also had a division of television which was hidden under the guise of producer Quincy Jones. Yeah, okay. So it's I explained that. It's not, you know technically it's not technically but
1: it has roots in it. Yeah, and... but
0: the the whole it's that whole ABC had uh, Family Matters, and CBS had The Cosby Show, mm-hmm. and NBC had Fresh Prince. Okay. That so, makes, that's okay. what it was. Fine. That's fair. <laughs> so, Twilight Zone, the worst episode of Twilight Zone is still better
1: than the best episode. Of Fresh Prince. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. We just went through this. No, <laughs> Five like, hours later. No, like, I, small wonder. Like, it's, it's on a whole other level than, like, yeah. your standard, like, sitcom, generic, like, even Mind how, even how i met your mother like <sighs> okay yeah, I'll, I'll concede that how season I met, how nine you, how, you, how i met your mother how i met okay, your mother has some great worst, stuff the worst episode of see that's what i'm saying like the worst episode of twilight zone probably isn't better than the best episode of how i met your mother but
0: i'll say it's better than the best episode of season nine how i met your mother
1: yeah because there is no good episode in season nine so done mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will 100% Ta-da. agree with that. Well, situation. because this was the last season of. Ah.
0: Okay. This was the last okay, season of Twilight yeah, okay, Zone.
1: Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. I don't think this is the worst season of Twilight Zone, though. I think. Season four? Four. The one where they did hour long episodes. Because, because they just the, ran out of stuff to say. Exactly. And it broke the, the mold. and yeah. yeah.
0: If they started out with each Twilight Zone episode being an hour long.
1: Yeah. If, th- if that was the formula from the beginning, then it would have been fine. I but. feel
0: like back then they didn't know they could create an hour-long show? Because I don't think they had hour-long shows back Wasn't,
1: then. Was not You're probably... Eh, that's a good question. I don't know. Was not Well, outside of, like, variety shows, which were, I mean, not on this level. They were just more, like, not skit, skits or anything like that, but they yeah. were, like, people singing and stuff like that.
0: You saying variety show reminded me something
1: Rod <laughs> Serling did in this episode. What did he do in this episode?
0: Tonight, Joe will be watching a really big shoe. Yeah,
1: that was weird. Like, le- it was a legitimately a pop culture reference.
0: Because... CBS owned the Ed Sullivan show.
1: It's weird to hear him say that. It gets
0: like, it gets even weirder in in movies that CBS also owned, mm-hmm. like Bye Bye Birdie, like they wedge Ed Sullivan in there. Yeah, so Ed Sullivan. So I wasn't shocked, but it was still like weird.
1: Yeah, it was surreal. So good, but surreal. Yeah.
0: So now that we've like come to the end of, of uh the T V show. The T V show month let's go through some of our like favorite okay twilight zone
1: episodes all right well i already talked about um a game of pool is my absolute favorite episode of all time i also really love and i talked about this yesterday or yesterday on the last episode um the invaders Mm. is one of my all-time favorite episodes because it did something really unique in that there was no dialogue in the very little dialogue in the entire episode and do you know, have you, do you know what the invaders is about? Yeah. Okay, it's so like there's this, this this woman and she's being attacked by these like little tiny little space space mutant things and they're messing with her brain. And they're, oh, no, they're not messing with her brain. They're just attacking her and like stinging her and she's like in like this old rustic cabin and like so she clearly lives like out in like the prairie somewhere and at the end you find out that she is like a giant and the, the space mutant or the space um, space men who have been attacking her are from NASA. And, like, so they're, like, us who have Explores. gone to another planet, and, like, we found these race of giants, and that one's awesome. How about you? Do you uh, about?
0: So, I got to go through the list, because yep.
1: there's so many. Okay, well, while you're talking about that, there's another one. I don't remember what it's called, but it was the, <clears throat> excuse me, it was the most unique episode of Twilight Zone I ever saw. In it, it starts off, another silent one, it starts off, um, like, an old like in like the 1800s but it's done in the style of a silent film so it's all um music and like that type of like gags and stuff like that is that mute uh no it might be it might be because at the end he ends up going into the future and everything's really loud and whatnot um like the, the the guy who's in the past he creates a uh a machine that then sends him into the future where everything is loud and has sound and isn't shot at 10 frames per second. And but he eventually does manage to make his way back. But it was just the juxtaposition of styles was so weird, and I had never seen a Twilight Zone episode like that. That one's awesome too. Have you uh, figured out any?
0: One I love is the silence. Which one's that? That's the one. Uh, in the, uh, annoyed by a club member's constant chattering, a man bets he. Yes. That one's a great one. That was
1: one of the ones that I was going to suggest that we do because the ending of that one is Ugh. phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Wait. Do I remember? How did, how did okay, that one Okay,
1: so, so that one, it's the, there's a guy. Um, two, One guy is like a really loud mouth, and he's like annoying this other member of a club. And so the second member of the club bets the first guy that he won't be able to speak for a year, and he bets him like an absurd amount of money. And so throughout the year, uh, so this guy, uh, the guy who – is talking a lot agrees to be locked in like this glass box inside the club for a year so they can monitor him mm-hmm. and at the end of it um, so he goes through the whole year and the, the guy who uh, made the bet was go- like he eventually like becomes destitute in that year so he won't be able to pay and so he's trying like so many things to like break this guy he's like your wife's sleeping with other people you're a worthless person he's like insulting this man and so at the end of the year the guy does it he doesn't say a word for the whole year and the person who had bet the money was like, "I can't pay you the, I don't have the money anymore and the guy who was wasn't speaking um removes a scarf and he had had it <coughs> excuse me he'd had his vocal cords cut, and so like that's like the big twist is like they both have given up so much stuff and like that was oh, oh so good uh, messed up, but good
0: the arrival mm. was always one of my favorites that's the one where um a plane mysteriously shows up and there's no passengers pilots no oh luggage. yeah 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 um <sighs> I, I like the the really weird ones. The Kick the Can has always been one of my favorites.
1: Kick the Can is good. I mean, there's some standards that are really good. Like, To Serve Man is excellent. Um, five Characters in Search of an Exit is great. Um, I really like, uh, I said, Game of Pool. Uh, the, I the, love the, It's a Good Life. It's a Good Life is very good. Time Enough is... Or Time at, time at Last. Time at Last. I think that's what it's called. The one with Burgess Meredith. That one's also awesome. Um... Oh, there's so many good episodes. Nightmare at 20,000 Feet yep. is brilliant.
0: The Fugitive is a really good one. Which one's that? Fugitive is the one where... Uh, I'll, I'll just read the description. Jenny and the other kids don't realize that the kindly yet magical old duffer they play with in the park is really an intergalactic fugitive hiding out.
1: Oh, that's a... Okay, yeah.
0: Because that one they actually did on South Park. South Park loves... Oh, Yep. Uh that's the one with uh Baby Fark McGeezacks. <laughs> uh you thought my name was Baby Fark McGee's Axe? Um and that's where they create the space bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the yeah. Intergalactic Box. Yeah. Uh so South Park does a ton of uh they actually do um walking distance mm-hmm. um with a guy who claims he's Stan from the Future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and, and th- my
1: future self and me, I think is the name of the episode. Yep. Yeah,
0: and then they do um the Fugitive with uh, Baby Park McGee's axe. <laughs> that
1: uh, was awesome. I love Will the real, Will the Real Martian please stand up. I was just about to say that. That one. one's great. The ending of that one's amazing as well with like the Venus person coming as well as the Martian person. That one's awesome.
0: Um, my I think The Pilot is proof that this is such a great series. Uh, mm-hmm. Where is everybody? Yep. That has always been I think that's number two. Three on my top five nice. list that's a really good one um because it makes me sad it's super strong because you find out that he's just in an isolation booth
1: it's messed up
0: and that's another example of the mind is an awful place and he's like i'll get to the moon one day i'll see you soon <laughs> now you won't
1: um 16 millimeter shrine uh reminds me of yep. um Sunset Boulevard. Yep, I uh, was that watching that before, it,
0: before you came over. I was watching that one. That one's really good. I've been watching so much. <laughs> um, and... Um,
1: I like... There's there's one. I don't remember what it's called, but it's, it's one of the really fantastical ones. It's about these four robbers who steal like a million dollars worth of gold and they cryogenically freeze themselves to go into the future where... Um, so that way, like, the heat will be off of them. And once they get to the future, uh, one person's died in a cryogenic accident. Like, his uh, a, a stone dropped on his thing and broke it. So the th- uh, three of them are still alive. And so they're dragging the gold through the desert. And it comes down to, like, they end up all killing each other except for one person. And he um, makes it to the side of a road. And he, like, collapsed from exhaustion. And so some other people come up, and they're like oh there 's this guy dying here and they try to like revive him and it doesn 't work and they 're like oh that 's so weird that he's trying to like he tried to like offer them gold for water and he was like that, they 're like that 's weird that he 's offering us gold they They made a device ten years ago that makes gold and now it 's worthless like so like these the that twist was uh fun uh, whenever they have good twists like that I love it.
0: you mentioned the dick York one uh, yes uh, that 's a penny for your thoughts
1: Ah, uh, okay, I, I know I liked that one, yeah
0: because that 's the one where the um he gets telepathic abilities.
1: Yes. And he. Yeah. That's what it is. I also like there was another one that was really messed up. It was about, th- I think, two astronauts that land on a planet. Or they land on like a comet or something like that. And they find um, all these just people frozen. So they're like people like stuck in like dioramas. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone is not moving and they can't figure out what's going on.
0: Is that the zoo one?
1: Uh, no it's not the zoo one It's so, and then they finally meet this guy who's like oh I'm the caretaker of this place he's uh, he's like I'm a robot I'm here to take care of this place and make sure that everything stays safe and he like gives them some tea and makes them feel at home and they're talking and he's like so what would like your favorite thing what, what's your one wish and your heart's desire and they're like oh we wish to go home he's like okay 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 and then it turns out that he's poisoned their tea they die and he's like well this place is uh, it's like a museum kind of and like we when people die they can come here and they can get their greatest wish so he kills these two astronauts and poses their bodies back in their spaceship as if they were going home and like that's like the twi- like the thing and this guy's like an internal caretaker so- sometimes, it's sometimes
0: sometimes twilight zone scares me it's
1: a really really messed up show yeah so
0: i mean um you watch Black Mirror, right?
1: I actually don't. I need to. I know so, it's very Twilight Zone-esque.
0: It's darker. Like, there's one episode where the pilot episode, or the first episode, mm. is that uh, in London, uh, a princess gets kidnapped. And the kidnapper's demands is for the Prime Minister to have intercourse with a farm animal okay. on air... And like his reaction is, uh, excuse me <laughs> like uh uh come again. And it's just basically all the episodes it's all downhill from there. Like <laughs> oh, like all the episodes have that dark tone. Wow. That's and, messed up. Yeah, and then there's one where uh you can see other people's memories and and you can relive them and replay them. Yeah. Toby Keebles in that one and he uh uh, finds out that his wife is cheating on him, and it, he goes insane. That like they they took Rod Serling's Dark Vision and instead of adding episodes of Hope, <laughs> there's no Dial it up to eleven. Oh yeah, so uh, when we talked about them rebooting yes. um uh, the TV series in two thousand three. Yep. Did you ever watch any of it?
1: No, I don't remember. Um, I remember it coming out, but I never caught any of it, and it didn't appeal to me at that point in my life for whatever reason, because I just didn't catch it.
0: In high school, I had insomnia. There was also
1: it... a 90s one, too, wasn't there? Late 80s. Late 80s. Yeah, late 80s. Um, I had
0: insomnia in high mm-hmm. school, because I, I would like, just study all the time, and then I couldn't sleep.
1: It makes sense.
0: Because uh, my brain was always going, so I would watch it when they would play it on Sci-Fi at like 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I hated it, but I couldn't turn it off because, like, they—they, they, I think Adam Scott was on one. That's awesome. Uh, Kristen Bell, I believe, was on one. But like, uh, the the episodes were either recycled from old ones, or the
1: yeah. That, when I was reading about some of the ones we were watching, it was like this one was remade in two thousand three. This one was done that. So that's the thing that happened, and
0: it was just upsetting. Like, it didn't have the you can't transition this is this show's timeless yes and it still holds true today but don't try to remake it it's like a don't reboot it Mm -hmm. and i think we've been talking about the movies are remaking the movie yep and i think that's what my big problem is Mm -hmm. don't try to create old episodes again yeah Create new ones with that Twilight Zone vibe. Go through, like, whoever's writing this screenplay, Mm -hmm. she should watch every episode of the series. For funsies. From from season one to
1: three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's only 90 episodes. (laughs) I can deal with it. Uh, Yeah.
0: Um, Because if you binge watch, like, Scrubs or, like, How I Met Your Mother, that's over 200 episodes. So, I mean, just get the flavor. The reason why... um, uh certain like throwback movies like The Reason Why Dope Did you see Dope? No. The reason why Dope worked was because um they took nerd culture mm-hmm. and mixed it with like Boys in the Hood. Okay. So these were kids who watched old VHS tapes of Yo MTV Raps <laughs> and but they also had to live in the ghetto and sell drugs. Ah, uh, okay. I can so see. So yeah, that that made sense like taking something you love and creating something different from it so if they want to do a successful 2 hour long no anthology style yep you got to do it at, like like what we said you should do is like go inside and broaden certain <laughs>
1: yeah like and you need to make it something original you can't do it with like you said remaking all material because at that point what's the point if you're because i don't know I'm, what... I'm, I'm not thrilled with the idea of it period
0: neither was i until like i found out who they wanted to get to direct the anthology version one
1: well yeah but that that was awesome but the anthology we, we already talked about that on here right yeah if, but if the anthology would have been in the spirit of twilight zone if you're just doing a twilight zone style story um what is making it the Twilight Zone? Like, that's just a cool sci-fi movie. Like, you could argue that 10 Cloverfield Lane is a cool Twilight Zone-style movie. And
0: it totally is. Yeah,
1: exactly, but it's not the Twilight Zone. Like, what makes it the Twilight Zone is having it be an anthology, having it be a, um, like, those type of... Short film. Exactly, short short form uh, storytelling like that. So having a feature-length movie just called the Twilight Zone... I don't, that doesn't feel like Twilight Zone to me. Like the
0: reason why I'm, a guilty pleasure for me is the Goosebumps movie. And the Mm -hmm. reason why the Goosebumps movie works is it, it does that, that idea that I said they should do for a movie. You go inside the brain of Rod Serling. The creator, yeah. Yeah, they had Jack Black as R.L. Stein Mm -hmm. and his creatures come alive. Yep. That's smart.
1: Yeah, that's a good, unique twist on it. They weren't just trying to tell Night of the Living Dummy in long form for a movie. They weren't doing the Abominable Yeti or whatever that one was called. Like, that type of stuff. Or Monster Blood. Like, if they had done that... But see, at that point, it would have felt like Goosebumps because it was one of the Goosebumps stories. If they had just told an original story... I don't know how I feel about it, man.
0: Well, because the more we talk about like making... A Twilight Zone movie inside the brain of of mm-hmm. Rod Serling, like like you find out that Rod Serling never died and he's been frozen, and you you need to wake him because mm-hmm. something's wrong with television. Know who would make the perfect Rod Serling? Rod Serling. Well, yeah, but he's <laughs> dead.
1: <laughs> he's been frozen. Sorry, yeah.
0: go. Uh, Ty Burrell. Phil oh Durant
1: yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. Looks like him. I'm sure he could do the voice or do something wrong, but like. He could probably do a serious he's, voice because all I can picture him is is Phil Dunphy, but he was in um the Incredible Hulk. Yep, that's right. He played um, Betty Ross's uh, boy boy toy.
0: Yep. So and he's been in other serious movies, but mm-hmm. but like just take a step back, and that's why um I don't like what they're doing with with modern Stephen King mm-hmm. stuff, but when i heard the idea for castle rock the tv yeah, series yeah that sounds great do that with twilight zone mm-hmm. because you have so many episodes like how how great would it be if these like like three like a teenager uh 30 something and like an old man like Al, mm. picture Alan arkin okay are are in the brain of of uh, Rod Sterling, and they're like walking down the street in New York. They're like, "How do we, f- how do we find Rod?" And you just see this woman come flying out a window.
1: <laughs> He's up there with <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> He's
0: not in here, just a humulus cloud, just another I'm bumblebee. I'm just a little old rain cloud. So, uh, but like, like, do it that way. Like they're they're trapped inside his mind, mm-hmm. and they have to find him where he is. That would be interesting. That would be
1: so good. It that would be. be so cool. Well, hopefully we'll see what they end up doing.
0: <laughs> I think it's just going to be us on the podcast in two years being like, oh, this was crap. They stunk.
1: <laughs> Zero bagels <laughs> in this basket. Um, Speaking of which, Scott. Yep, here we go. How many bagels are in your bagel basket for this bagel bunch? Uh, I would say...
0: 6.5 are missing, so 6.5 remain. Six and a half bagels were eaten. Okay. Because the recycling of the footage. The, yep. I hated the lead actor who they got to play Joe. I thought he oh, okay. He wasn't likable at all. And also, oh, we didn't even say the actress who played uh, Phyllis' his wife is uh, Joan Bundell, mm-hmm. who was in Busby Berkeley musicals, and she was a famous actress in the 1930s. I did not like seeing her miserable cuz she was the happiest happy go lucky actress in <laughs> back then and that made me miserable um i just thought the entire plot was not twilight so this felt like an episode of the outer limits okay and then the last bagel and a half are gone because sterling holloway all i could think of was uh, winnie <laughs> the pooh
1: yeah He's got a very distinctive voice, and I assume that's just his voice. That is his voice. So it's just like weird that that's what he doesn't try to change it or anything like that. It's weird because when I first saw him, I was like, is that Danny Kay? I think that this is going to have. mm, I'm going to say eight bagels. Five are missing you're more generous than me i am i i enjoyed watching this episode i was having fun while i was watching it i thought it was clever in times um it's only when i started stepping back and thinking about it and picking it apart that i kind of have like some of my other issues develop with it um yeah, I don't know ex- specifically why I'm taking out those bagels. I just know that that's where I'm feeling. This is about an 8 out of 13 for me.
0: It just felt something was off in this yeah. episode. Yeah,
1: it wasn't as strong as other Twilight Zone episodes. And but it's still a Twilight Zone episode, and it's still fun to watch and awesome. So
0: It just felt like uh, we have five episodes left, so whatever.
1: Yeah, this was, I think, like the ninth to last episode or something in that area. It mm. was very, very late. Oh, yeah. So...
0: What are we doing to end out the month?
1: Well, we have um four short stories that we're gonna be watching with um Hey Scott, do you do you want to see something scary?
0: Is it uh an impression of uh,
1: Albert Brooks? It, it it's an impression of of Dan Aykroyd. You want something really scary? No. You'll see it next week.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh we're doing the Twilight Zone movie, guys. Woo woo so, yeah, you can uh, rent it on Amazon Prime. It is not on Netflix. Uh, yep. iTunes, Vudu. So, yeah, mm-hmm. track it down and tweet at us. Uh, writers, at writerbagelbasket, no vowels.
1: Yes, <laughs> vowels are dumb.
0: And then uh, email us at writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. Yep.
1: And there's a face to the books, so click that likey button.
0: Yep. And subscribe to uh, the No Refunds podcast with Dwight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can do that too. Yeah.
0: And uh, there's always Curland on film. And if you like us, just, you know, send a shout out, guys. Yeah. We appreciate it. So until next time, I'm Scott Curland. I'm Dwight Stearns. Smell you later. Bye.